Hey, everybody. Welcome to our football show. Uh, I'm Chris. Got Canton Repository's Fortrier Pierre Holland with me. Uh, we're taping this the day before Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Pierre. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Chris. Yeah, you're on the road today. You're you're in the Virginia area. How are things down there? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in the, um, the DMV. is is nice, beautiful. Um, I haven't been there in a while. I haven't seen my family in a while, so I was like, um, the, the bosses gave me some time off, and I took it and warm with it. So it, it's great. It's great. Fantastic. Are you gonna be back covering Maslin, or you got some time off? Um, well? I'm I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna make it to the state semifinals, but I will be. I will be um covering all of the state championships. So hopefully Maslin okay. beats Hoban and and they make it to the state championship. But if not, I'm still going to be covering the state products since they can. So. Well, can you imagine? I'm sure the coaches out there going, hey, win this and Peter can cover us in the state finals. I think <laughs> that'll propel Mass into a big win. Who knows? We'll see what happens. All right. Well, right, right. well we got time for a couple quick segments. Uh, let's first talk about the NFL. Uh, interesting game. And, man, you proved me wrong. I, I really thought we were going to play in the snow of Buffalo, but uh, things got a little snowy. Uh, so they moved the game to Detroit, um, the Buffalo-Browns uh, game. Uh, Buffalo ends up winning. Uh, Browns kind of stayed in the game. Uh, I don't know. Josh Allen looked a little rough at times, but he kind of had enough to pull the Bills to win. Uh, a lot of frustrated Browns fans. I'll be honest with you. I thought the Browns did – I was expecting the Browns to win that game, and the Bills are still a really tough team, but a lot of anger in Cleveland after another loss from the Browns. Uh, 31-23 was the final. Yeah, um, so the Browns were in it in the first half. It looked like they were they were amazingly competitive than we thought they would. Um, and at the same time, um, the Buffalo Bills, being that what they had to go through, um, there was not, they didn't really got a ton of practices. They had to, they were, you know, they're going to have the game in Detroit or not the traveling. There was just so many things that going on. So of course it wasn't really going to be, um, in sync, at least at first they were struggling. Um, and Josh Allen has been a little bit of a slump lately, but, um, eventually they finally caught on. I think what really, what really, um, what really won them the game is that the Buffalo Bills ran the football well, you know, and that's always been the struggle for the Cleveland Browns. They can't stop anybody. They can't stop the run. You know, even when Josh Allen wasn't playing well enough, at least they got DJ Singletary um, was able to um, get some carries and um, help them score a couple touchdowns. So that was um, definitely a big help. And they finally um, connected with Stefan Diggs as well. So, yeah, it was another bad loss for Cleveland. I, it's really hard to know where to go from here. Um, are we still looking ahead if Deshaun Watson going to be that savior? Because um, they got, like, what, one more game left, and that's against Tampa Bay until he makes his debut against Houston. So that's just the thing that you're asking yourselves. Can the Cleveland Browns still remain in the hunt until Deshaun Watson gets back, and when Deshaun does come back, is what's going to change? Is it going to make a major difference? Well, and, and to a point, honestly, where they, they've got to win out. 
I mean, we yeah. were talking about what realistic uh, place the Browns could be before Deshaun comes back. But they're 3-7. and seven. Uh, They're going to be the underdogs against Tampa Bay. And assuming they lose that, you're 3-8. and eight. I mean, you got one out to have a chance to even qualify for the playoffs, let alone uh, doing anything. Uh, I'm with you. You know, run defense still had trouble. Buffalo is really not known for the running game, but uh, Devin Singletary and James Cook both had 86 yards uh, for the Bills. Um, and, man, you know, it seems like every week we talk about Nick Chubb. What happened there? 14 for 19 for Nick Chubb. I'll, I'll definitely say this. Um, I, don't, I, I can't put too much on Nick Chubb because everyone knows Nick Chubb, once he gets – once he finds a hole or find a spot – um, there's no stopping him. Right. The problem is up front, there's no yeah. put the yeah. offensive line, and you kind of see that even going back to the Miami Dolphins game. The, um, they weren't able to get any kind of push at all, which would make it harder for Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is good when he is open, when he has when he finds an open space, an open hole, it just don't come. But the problem is, there's just nothing there for Nick Chubb, which makes it hard, makes it harder for the running game. So that's definitely an issue as well, and it, and also doesn't help that offensive line has not been healthy either. Um, I I saw they lost their center too, Ethan Postich, which is also unfortunate. So they're hurting right now. Um, I think Gerald Wills is still dealing with a naggy ankle injury as well. So. Their, the offensive line is not in their full strength. Um, Joe Batonio, too. So the offensive line is just not where it needs to be right now. And I think that's also affecting Nick Chubb as well. What do you think about the Tampa Bay game? Tampa Bay's 5-5. Five and five. Uh, They've won two in a row. They came back to beat the Rams two weeks ago. And then they had to win in Germany over um, Seattle last week. Um, you think the Browns have a chance? I mean, I, I think this is a game they could win. It's a possibility. You know, you don't want to rule anything out. Neither teams are not where they need to be. I think Tampa Bay is still a high favorite because where even Tom Brady is, even though his his career is descending, I, I, I don't trust, I don't feel confident enough the Browns could get it done in the fourth quarter against Tom Brady with Mike Evans and those guys. So, I don't know. I They have a chance. I think they can make it competitive, but I honestly think that Tampa Bay is going to run away with it. What do you think this means for Kevin Stefanski? I mean, a lot of criticism over his play calling, some of the other stuff going on. Um, Joe Woods obviously has had a rough year as the defensive coordinator. Um, do you think Stefanski makes it? I mean, or do the Browns really have to run together for Stefanski to be considered to be their coach next year? To be honest, I'm pretty sure they're going to let him finish throughout the season. Where do they go from here afterwards? Um, it kind of looks to me, my personal opinion, I think they're likely going to give him like one more year. I don't think there's going to – but I think there's definitely going to be some coaching changes um, as far as – especially on the defensive side. So, I think they're – I think they're 
there might be intentions of keeping Stefanski for at least one more year to figure this out and see if where they go with Deshaun Watson as well. How is he going to look with Deshaun Watson as a full-time quarterback and see if they can build the pieces around him along with him. What is, how they're going to build their defense as well. So at least Stefanski at least owes that. They owe Stefanski that. Given how he can respond after a down the way, especially after a down year. So it wouldn't surprise me if Stefanski stays another year. Yeah, I think a lot of it's going to depend on how they look with Deshaun Watson. I mean, Watson's going to be rusty. Uh, he may not be right the first game or two, uh, but I think if you go into the end of the year and you say, dang, you know, they're all much better. They got Deshaun Watson. Look at what he might do. I think that may be better for Stefanski. Now, if Watson comes back, it's more of the same. The offense is sputtering. I really do think they make a change. That's a fair point. That's definitely fair. Um, we'll see, man. We'll see if there's if there's any kind of flashes or any kind of hope. Um, whether it's this, whether it's the remaining of the season or even going to next season, um, you just hope that Deshaun Watson is at least half of what he was back in Houston, and that's something that you can build upon. So we'll see. Uh, real quick, I want to spend a little bit more time with the Browns. I mean, the Bengals and the Steelers. Our Ravens uh, won uh, 13 to 3 over the Panthers. Uh, you thought it would be a little bit easier, but you know, uh, we've talked about this in the past. Panthers have good defense. So, I mean, I wouldn't make this out in the Super Bowl caliber win for the Ravens, but they did what they needed to do. They won 13 to 3. Yeah. Um, I had a. I had a feeling about that game uh, that it was going to be like that, but I didn't expect it to be like this low-scoring game where nobody scored until until that, that final fourth quarter. Yeah, the Carolina's defense definitely – both defenses played um, outstanding, um, that's for sure. Um, but at the same time, Carolina's offense was just pretty bad where they had the bench – Baker Mayfield um, for next game. It was it, the offense on Carolina, which is pretty bad. Um, so, but on the Baltimore Ravens side, it was definitely a, a battle tested win for them. I know it's the Carolina Panthers. They're not going anywhere. They're not doing anything. They're bad, but it just also shows that you don't want to underestimate teams as well. So, but for Baltimore Ravens, it's one of those wins that you have to have, and you got to get this win. You really can't afford. Losses like that, um, especially um, when you're making a the playoff push and you're trying to win the division, there's just one of those things you just cannot afford. Especially now, how the way them Cincinnati Bengals are been playing as well, that you have to if you want to win a division, you gotta have those wins. And even though it was an ugly win, it was an ugly win. You you take it from the grain saw and you um, keep it moving. Yes, looking at the schedule, man, Peter, um, the next six games for the Ravens, five of them are against teams that are currently three and seven. Uh, they also play the Falcons, who are five and six, but that's a home. So their schedule really shaping up nicely for the next six weeks uh, before the end of the year of a away game at Cincinnati. So, man, you talk about the Ravens making hey, this is their chance. 
They definitely control their destiny. That's for sure. So the it's definitely um it's definitely a, a big um it's definitely a big opportunity for the Baltimore Ravens to show that they could be the team that could give the Kansas City Chiefs a run for their money. We see what the Chiefs can do. We see the Dolphins is continuing to ascend as well. Um, but you want, but you want the Baltimore Ravens as a whole, you know, offensively, defensively, coaching. So you, you, you definitely want to put the Baltimore Ravens out there. If are they like the team that as the team to beat to be good enough to take out the Buffalo Bills or the, um, the Kansas City Chiefs? Because at this, as of right now, it's pretty much open where anyone can be anyone in this league. So ain't no telling. So we'll see. We'll see, um, but I definitely see the Baltimore Ravens um, at least at least um, be contenders and make their way to the playoff, whether it's a division or with a, a wild card spot. But I definitely see them winning the division. Uh, Steelers hung around with the Bengals on Sunday. Uh, Steelers were actually in the lead at halftime, but the uh, Bengals made a lot of good adjustments. Steelers had no answer. Uh, it ended up being uh, Steelers 37, uh, Bengals – I mean, I'm sorry, Bengals 37, Steelers 30. I, I don't know. I mean, the Steelers in some ways, they looked a little bit better. I thought Pickett put some things together. But it, it's they're two very different teams right now. The Bengals are clearly a better team right now than the uh, Steelers are. And the Bengals, I mean, again, with the Ravens' schedule, they, they got to keep winning. Uh, but there's some talk that Jamar Chase will come back uh, this week. So be interested to see how the uh, Bengals move forward. Yeah. Um, you definitely want to have those division wins. Very important. Division games are always going to be tough. So even even if the Pittsburgh Steelers are going in an opposite direction, they're always going to be competitive. Whenever Mike Tomlin is the head coach, Mike Tomlin won't settle for anything less than um, – Less less than um, a competitive ball game, so um, yeah, it's just like with um, the Baltimore Ravens, just just those wins that you just gotta have, you know, and also that is a division win as well. I don't know what um, Cincinnati Bengals schedule looking like. I mean, you can um, point that out for me, but um, it's definitely. You, it's one of those wins where you got to get wins. You want to continue to um, contend for the playoffs that are let alone win the division. So there's no luck at this point with seven games remaining left. You just cannot afford any kind of losses, and you got to take as much wins as possible if you want to continue to move forward. Man, I got to point this out, Peter. Um, we talked about how easy the Ravens' schedule is. I uh, get this for the Bengals. They go to Tennessee, which they beat Tennessee in the playoffs last year, but that's not going to be an easy game. Then they host Kansas City. Mm. They host Cleveland. Now, Cleveland's 3-7, and seven, but you never know. Maybe they get tougher with Deshaun Watson back. They go to Tampa Bay. They go to New England. They host Buffalo. And then they host um, Baltimore. Man, they got doozy of a schedule. That's brutal. That's pretty brutal. Yeah, I would bet my money on the Ravens when the but, NFC North. To be honest with you, I, I will say, but I will say this: if um, it also it does help want to have Jamar Chase back. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, it's also helps that you've seen Joe Mixon getting more involved and is playing at the 
the high level that you want him to be. Um, so this is definitely a major opportunity for the Bengals to show them that hey, we're we're still we're still gonna be competitive. We're still going to come out swinging and we're playoff contending teams and this is the best way to show them with um um with with their godlick of a schedule. So we'll definitely see. All right. Well, thanks for your time, Pierre. We're going to do something a little bit different uh, with this show. So same content. Uh, we're kind of splitting up our uh, NFL and college um, segments. So we'll be back really quickly, um, and you'll have a segment about college football. There's a big game coming up this weekend in Columbus we need to talk about. So for Pierre, this is Chris. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.